Life Action Ministries presents Base Camp Adventures. The books of the Bible were written by many different authors. God spoke to these writers and helped them to know what to write down for us. Sometimes He did it through His Holy Spirit, and sometimes He spoke directly to them from heaven and told them what to write. And some of these writers were right there when Jesus walked the earth and wrote down word for word what he said. And that's why we call the Bible God's Word. When we read it, it's like God talking directly to us. We know that if we want to talk to God, all you got to do is pray. But if you've ever wanted to hear God speak to you in his own words, all you got to do is open up your Bible and read. Wow. But now God has shown us the way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. God, thank you for all that you've done for me. And please help me be like you today as... I, I probably should go. We're building new cabins and... I mean, you know that because you're God. Anyway, I think they might need my help, but I'll talk to you later, God. Amen. What is going on? Incoming! Look out! Look out! I think I pushed the button too early! Morning, Piper. Uh, you're on fire. I am? Oh. I'm coming, Albert! Uh, guys, can you explain why there's a crater next to where they're pouring the concrete for the new cabins? Well, Albert... Albert! Jilly! It was nice knowing you, Piper. Huh? Oh, no. Jilly, Albert, what in the world did you do this time? <laughs> Albert had this Jilly idea. wasn't supposed to push the button. He told me it would make things go He kept handing me the wrong tools. Please, Please don't, don't kick, kick us out, out of base, base camp. camp. Both of you sit down on this log. Don't move or touch anything until I get back, okay? Piper, may I speak with you for a moment? Sure, Mountain Man Joe. Piper... I need your help. My help? Every time we give Albert a job, he comes up with a better way to do it, and that keeps leading to things blowing up. Am I going to have to supervise him again? And Jilly, she's a sweet girl, but the poor thing's as clumsy as I'll get out. One minute she's hammering away on those concrete troughs, next she's hit herself in the head with a hammer. She'll be walking along her merry way one second, and then up to her waist and wet cement the next. It's no wonder she tried to help Albert with whatever odd contraption he was doing this time. And it's no wonder she pushed the button too early and caused the whole thing to blow. So, what do you need my help with? I want you to decorate. Excuse me? I'm putting you in charge of the decorations committee. Jillian and Albert will work with you. I don't understand. Piper, I need these two doing something that they can't blow up or accidentally put themselves in danger. You three are creative. You, you can plan decorations, pick colors for the walls, choose themes. I don't care. As long as you keep them as far away from the work site as possible. Hmm. Decorating committee. Okay, I accept the job. Thank you, Piper. And, uh, try to stay away from pink, all right? Let's try to keep it semi-rustic. Okay. Are we kicked out, Piper? I bet we are! (laughs) (laughs) Dilly, you aren't kicked out. Actually, we three have work to do. Does this mean I can move a muscle now? We can make the drapes yellow and polka dot 
If we harvest thread from Turkish silkworms, the drapes will be strong enough to withstand a hurricane and an earthquake simultaneously. We are not going to Turkey to get silkworms, Albert, and we don't even have hurricanes or earthquakes on Mount Eternity. And God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. He did this to... Maybe I'll read this later. Ow! I told you it was a beehive. I know, but the honey comes with it perfectly with the table display I've been making. Okay, well, I read if you cover the sting with river leeches, it'll make it stop itching. Huh? Wait, no, wait. Oh, oh. Oh, guys, no, don't do that. Guys, don't do that. Hey there, Piper. How's that decoration plans coming? I'm going down to town tomorrow. If you can make a list, I can... Piper, uh... Piper, Piper, I have an idea. We... No! No more ideas! Can you just do exactly what we planned for once? Okay. And go find Jilly. She's probably tangled in the wallpaper samples by now since I've been gone a whole two minutes. Uh, Piper? Sorry, what were you saying, Mountain Man Joe? Piper, you seem a little stressed. Do I? <sighs> Maybe a little. Well, how's your time with the Lord been? What? You've been reading your Bible, right? Uh, what has God been showing you lately? Oh, um, well, lately I've been... I mean, I'm, I'm just really focused right now on this decorating committee. I don't really remember the last time I talked to God or read my Bible. Maybe last week? But I, I will, once things, you know, calm down. Jilly, Albert, why don't you come over here? Jilly, how about you? What has God been showing you through His Holy Word? I read my Bible every afternoon, Mountain Man Joe, right after lunch. But I never really understand what it's saying. Hmm, I see. And uh, what about you, Albert? Well, I always have my Bible right here, Mountain Man Joe, right in my satchel, under my comics. I usually pull the comics out when I have free time. Most times I forget about the Bible under there. But it's always with me. Hmm, I see. Well, you know, normally we wait till campfire time to tell stories, but uh, I think I got one that uh, you kids need to hear right about now. Really? But what about the decorations? Well, they can wait. Go ahead, make yourselves comfortable. I'm going to tell you the story of Regina's torch. I love torches and fire. Did you know that torches are... I'm not talking about fire, Albert. A torch, in this case, is an old kind of flashlight. Ranger Sue tells me they still call flashlights torches in other countries. (laughs) But anyway, uh, now... Sit back and listen to the story. Once upon a time, there was a village in a land far away, deep in what they called the Shona Forest. This village was so far deep in there that you could walk for months and not reach a city. The forest surrounding this village was full of dangers, hungry animals, and poisonous plants. The forest is full of wild creatures, Abel, animals too dangerous to hunt. And there's plants that look nice, but will knock you out on the spot. And it's dark out there. Even in the middle of the day, it's nearly impossible not to get lost. But Daddy goes sometimes. Well, yeah, that's because of the Kesso tree. The what? We've been able to grow crops and harvest inside the gates. But the Kesso tree can only grow wild, and the juice from its fruit is the best medicine our people have ever been able to find. It can cure anything from a pimple 
to heart disease, you understand? Why does Daddy always go at night to get it? Aren't the scary woods scarier at night? Of course they are. But during the daytime, a queso tree looks just like any other tree. It's only when the moon is out that the queso fruit glows silver. It's the rule of our people that every family is responsible for their own queso. If you try to use someone else's queso, it doesn't quite work right. Wow, I never heard that. But why can't we go, Regina? Because it's too dangerous for someone who hasn't been taught the way. Oh, hello, Mother. You didn't have to come out here. I was just about to bring dinner in. Just because I'm pregnant doesn't mean I need to stay in bed all day, dear. I know, but I want to make sure my little sister gets the best possible treatment. Don't you mean brother? I already have one of those, and trust me, you are plenty enough brother. Well, I don't have a brother. (laughs) Finding over it won't change if the baby's a boy or a girl. Anyway, Abel, in a few days, I will finally be able to go out into the forest. What? Why? Every member of the village goes out for their first time when they turn 12. (sighs) I don't want to go with you. I wish I could take you out for your first time the way my mother took me. But I suppose your little brother or sister shouldn't have their first outing before they're even born. (laughs) Probably not. How many, how many, how many summers? How many summers has Regina had? Twelve! Twelve summers, twelve summers, twelve summers. Not too bad. (laughs) Merry twelve, Regina. We're so proud of you. And tomorrow night, I'll take you on your very first castle hunt. Yes, I've been waiting for this my whole life. You'll need lots of rest tonight before you go, dear. I don't think I'll be able to fall asleep at all. I'm much too excited. Regina, wake up! Wake up! Darling, get up. It's your father. Something's wrong. What's the matter? He's sick. Very sick. He needs queso. I'll get it from the cellar. No, dear. We're out. What? We used it up because the two of you were going to get it tomorrow. What are we going to do? Darling, you will have to go. What? Alone? Come with me. You have your pack? Your boots? Your hat? I have everything, Mother. I'll be okay. I can do this. I have to. For Father. Here, Regina, you'll need this. What is this? It will guide you and protect you, dear. Listen carefully. The gate opens onto a path. You take that deep into the forest. It's so dark. But that's okay. I'm not scared of the dark. I'm not. I can't be. I have to be brave like my parents are brave. They've both done this at least a hundred times for Abel and me. I can do it for my father now. I've been waiting for this my whole life. I can do it alone. As soon as you get the castle, come straight back. Please, dear, be careful not to get distracted. It will help you stay on the path. I need to go now, Mother, before the moon goes down. Yes. Yes, you're right. One more thing, Regina. This is the most important. Stay on the path. Yes, ma'am, I will. I love you, daughter. Okay, here we go. Stay on the path and hold this weird metal stick thing Mother gave me. Just have to find the Kessel and get home. No problem. No problem. Wait, where's the path? Is this the... Oh! Oh no! Where's the path? I can't get back if I lose the path. Mother said this thing was supposed to guide me. But how? Uh, I should have listened when she was explaining. Hmm... Magic metal stick, light the path. Okay, magic metal stick, please light the path. 
Please, come on. Come on, little stick. Work. Guide me or whatever. Do your thing. Whoa. It makes light. I can see. Hey, there's the path. No wonder villagers can find the castle so easily. This thing is amazing. What was that? Probably nothing. I'm just jumpy because, you know, I'm alone in the most dangerous place in the world and I only have a light stick to guide and protect me. I mean, I'm so nervous, I, I keep talking to myself. Hey, I think I see something. Something shining. There it is! The castle fruit, shining silver. I... Wait a second. That's weird. When I shine the light stick on it, this fruit looks red. When I shine it away, the fruit glows silver. Red, silver. Red, silver. Which is it? I should just take it, right? After all, it is glowing. But what if the light stick knows something? Mother said it would protect me. I should wait. She said to trust the light stick, I'm going to keep looking. What I wouldn't do to be in my bed right now. Under my warm covers. Even lying outside by the fire pit. Is that my stomach? I'm hungry. I should have brought a snack. <gasps> Castle fruit! I see it! Oh, please let this one be real. Shine my light on it and... <gasps> yes! It's still glowing! This is the real stuff! Finally, I can go home and my father will be okay. I hope I get there in time. No, I can't think like that. I will. I have to. All I have to do is follow the path back, and then... Ah! It's a black lion! Wait! Oh, uh, are you kidding me? You had to stop him at the most intense part? But black lions don't exist. Did you mean a jaguar or a black panther, perhaps? Albert, you're right. Black lions don't exist here. But in this land, they got many strange critters that we don't have. Like lions that look mostly like our lions, but are much bigger and with fur as black as a starless sky. Wow, that was surprisingly poetic. <coughs> but, Albert, can we please get back to the story now before I chew my nails off? Yes, I suppose. Thank you, Albert. So, anyway... This is it. This is the end. I'm going to die. This light stick was supposed to protect, but I don't think it can from this. Sorry, Father. Am I dead yet? <gasps> I'm not dead! Why isn't the lion moving? He's just staring into the light of my stick. Is he... Afraid of it? If I shine it closer to him... <sighs> wow! This thing really does guide and protect me! Okay, Lightstick, let's find the path again and get home. Let me in! Regina! Darling, you were gone so long. I'm back. I have it. I have a pack full of queso. Mother, the journey... Just wait till you hear everything that happened. With the path, and the sounds, and the red fruit, and the- What did you say? What red fruit? 
Oh, it was so strange. I thought it was queso. But when this little light stick shone on it, the fruit turned dark red. Regina, that fruit, that was the fame fruit. If you had even touched it, you would have died. What? Died? If I would have even touched it? I'm glad I trusted the light stick. It really did guide and protect me. That's what it's for, dear. Now let's get that queso to your your father. father. Regina got that queso fruit to your father just in time, and he recovered from his sickness. After that, Regina made many more trips into the woods, but she never left without her trusty porch. The end. Wow. That story was stressful. What does it mean, Mountain Man Joe? Well, what do you kids think it means? Never go anywhere without a flashlight. Never go anywhere at night? I don't understand why you asked us about our Bibles and then told us this story about a girl and her flashlight or torch or whatever. Well, why do you think? How would the story be different if Regina had left a flashlight at home? Or if she just carried it with her but never turned it on? Or how about if she turned it on but she never pointed it on the path? She would have been eaten by the black lion, which I still think is impossible. Are you talking about how we use our Bibles, Mountain Man Joe? Because I've been neglecting it. Oh. And I take my Bible everywhere and forget to read it. Does that mean... I see. Because I read it, but I don't understand it. It's like if Regina had a flashlight on, but then I use it properly. In the Bible, in the book of Psalms, in verse 119, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It can be a dark and confusing world out there sometimes. And we need God's word to help light up the right path. When life is hard and people are driving you crazy, God's word is what we need to turn to for help. And if things are going good and life is pretty easy, his word is still what we need to be reading and learning about. Plus, we get to know God more by reading the letter he wrote us, the Bible. Just like Regina and the rest of the village always took and used their flashlights, even if they knew the path pretty well. We need to be learning about how God wants to guide our life by getting to know Him more. And we do that by reading His Word and by asking for help when we don't understand what it's saying. Mountain Man Joe, do you think you could help me? I've been reading the same chapter over and over and I still don't get it. I'd be honored to help you, Jilly. But what about our decorations? We still have so much to do. Piper, you're in charge of the decorations committee. What do you think? I think we should take the rest of the day off to make sure we're on the right path. Want me to read your Bible to you, Albert? Sure. Hey, I bet I could convert a walkie-talkie into a reading machine that could do funny voices. How about we just read it ourselves this time? Can we do funny voices? Maybe. We'll see. I can do a pretty good robot voice. Do you want to hear? Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. The world we live in can be confusing, and sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference between right and wrong. That's why we need God's Word to light our way. If we make our decisions based on what the Bible says, instead of how we feel or what others tell us, we're sure to stay on the path that God wants us on. What about you? Have you ever read what God's Word says? Or like Albert, are you just carrying your Bible around and not really opening it? Maybe it's time for a change. You could start reading your Bible this week. Even one verse a day is a great start. You'll be amazed at the changes God will make in your life as you read more and more. And if you have a hard time understanding like Jilly, 
Ask your parents or your pastor or a Sunday school teacher, or you could write to us. We'd be happy to help. That's all for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more information on how you can experience more fun from the world of Basecamp, visit us on the web at lifeaction.org Basecamp or write to us at P.O. Box 31, Buchanan, Michigan, 49107. Basecamp Adventures is a presentation of Life Action Ministries. Regina's Torch was written by Anna Nelson with direction and sound design by Evan David, Phil Krauss, Austin Loving, and John Reeford. Our vocal talent included Ellen Avery, Elaine Canfield, Evan David, Matt Fredericks, Abe Kraus, Crystal Loving, Anna Nelson, and Jonathan Paulus. Our executive producer was Aaron Paulus, and I'm Megan, hoping you'll join us for another Base Camp adventure. <laughs> <laughs>